Testing, testing, mic check, mic check. Oh, fart came on. There we go. Uh, I gotta turn the heat off. Is that an actual fart? What was that? Why do you think that's so funny? That sounded unhealthy. Uh, I don't know. You're gonna like cause bowel distress the way you push those out. <laughs> what? Why? Because you can't like that's not good to do that or what's happening that's so explosive well, i don't know you need to go see a doctor <laughs> okay i'll go see a doctor it's been since i was 20 and got a physical for the college team <laughs> oh is that the last time really <laughs> yeah you haven't had to go for work they don't make you go oh like, i did do get physicals? a i did i did just get a vaccine for rabies uh, so hmm. yeah, I did that in call in vet school. So maybe like twenty two would have been the last time. Hmm. All my jobs they make me go. That's hilarious. The doctor, yeah, they're like, go see if you can walk. Like the last one, a, a nurse practitioner actually made me just walk. Like, can you walk straight? Okay, good. You can do this job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> uh, okay. Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Double Game Week 24 has been so fun and exciting, exactly like everyone expected. And it's almost done. Liverpool, West Ham tomorrow. But Jake and I are recording today because we've got to get some content out. Jake, how are you, buddy? I'm in a dark place. Wow, that's different from every week. Yeah, it's darker than usual, but yeah. So, like, normally when you're in that dark place, do you have, like, a one small light on in the corner, but now you've shut that light off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And I put is... a towel underneath the door crack, so I can't even see from there. You're locked in a door? Yeah, I'm locked in. Your wife's meaner to you than I thought. <laughs> uh... For the record, if I was your significant other, you would be locked in the basement. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, good thing we're in Florida. We don't have basements. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because of the alligators, as everyone knows. Um, well, good. Why are you in a dark place? Um, j- just, uh, s- sorry, I have to pause this. Someone's at my door. I hope it's not, like, a criminal. Oh, this is good. Go do that. Yeah, yeah okay, go okay, do that. Okay. On the pod. And Jake's dead. God, how funny would it be if we had that on tape? Classic. <laughs> Jake screaming in the background. Oh my god! Oh! Oh god! <laughs> yeah, Jake, I'm fucking still here. <laughs> like, is this like um, one yeah. of those, you know, stripper construction guys? <laughs> no, it's, it's a it regular. Sound, you were gone for a long time. It's and it sounded reg- like you were having a good time. <laughs> it's a regular construction guy. And he would have probably made so much noise we couldn't have done this pod. But uh, we're having to put cement blocks in under our house because, you know, no basement. It all comes mm-hmm. full circle. But he said he has to wait for it to cure. So, pod, let's pot away. Oh, God. Thank goodness. My God. <laughs> 
All right. Well, good. Jake just had a stripper construction guy uh, come who said things weren't hard enough yet and that he needed to wait for them to cure before he could start dancing. So good luck, Jake. Can't wait for that. Yeah. All of that was um, true, but except for the dancing part. But yeah. Well, whatever. Um, let's uh, let's get into the game week. I mean, I, I think. Um, well, let's do this. So first off, it's a morning pod. Have we ever done a 7 a.m. pod before? I don't think so. Yeah, it's pretty early. Wilson actually wrote a question that makes sense for this que- this pod. Big picture, what's the best breakfast to eat while watching morning matches? What do you go with? I am just like a typical eggs, um, bacon, or and well, I'd say eggs, bacon, and I'm I'm a big fan of English muffins, as you know. Um, trying to appease the English folk. Huh? That's not even. That's not even why. I just like them. And then the best jam, of course, apricot. 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 Yeah, However, you say that word. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking love that. Uh, uh, I. I like. Um, I like breakfast tacos. That's mm. my favorite thing. So I like uh, scrambly scrambly eggs. Uh, some tortillas heated up in the pan. I like um, I like to throw some pickled ve- vegetables on it because I like I keep some good pickled veggies in the refriger- refrigerator most of the time. And then some hot sauce or some salsa uh, is pretty good with a cup of coffee. Um, that's that's the way I like like my day to go. Uh, but let's get into basically the biggest topic of the game week. Um, and actually, Jake, I want to release this now live on the pod. Clop just. Uh, revealed in his presser that Mane is for sure not available for West Ham tomorrow and potentially not available for the next match against Southampton either. How does that make you feel? You know, it's to be expected, honestly. It was funny. I think I was working that day, not able to watch, um, which I think is sometimes better. And, you know, a guy texts and he's like, oh, Think he also triple captain in our group for the listeners, and he's like, "Thank goodness for Mane's three pointer." And I'm like, "What does that mean? He got like an assist? Like that's what I'm thinking." I'm like, "Okay, I'm not gonna complain about that." And then I look, and I'm like, "Oh, Mane got substituted off at the thirty third minute of the game." I was like, "This is the whole triple captain thing," and. Yeah, it just sucks. It just sucks. It just makes me hate FPL and not want to play next year. But, yeah, you got to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to keep doing it anyways. <laughs> uh, the the um, Okay, so a couple questions that we've had from people. Um, Virgin asked, did FPL gods injure Mane to punish Jake for copying Marco's team? And then Bobby Love said, am I, am I an arsehole for celebrating Mane's injury as a non-owner? Um, I think that, that those are two good questions. The first answer is, of course, yes. So, <laughs> you killed Mane. Yes. Jake, that's on you. It that was on, on you. Uh, but the second part from Bobby, like, is it bad to celebrate the injury? I'd like to weigh in on this because this was a big one on the Twitter community and people were, were all wound up about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think it's ever good as a human being to say, I'm happy that another person got hurt. That's probably a bad thing to do, uh, just just for your general life. Um, but for the sake of the game, I think it's just fine. And I'm, I really am sick of people like... I wouldn't say like you should go around and gloat and say, ah, ha, ha, you suck because Mane's hurt because you had no control over it, right? It was It's a luck thing. But like 
I will openly admit that I smiled when I saw that Mane had been taken off. I was happy about it because I don't have Mane. I triple captain Salah. That was literally what this battle came down to this game week. And I've talked about this on, on previous podcasts. I get it that this game's stressful. I get it that it's hard. But the reality of it is, the way you win is when other people lose. Yeah. That's just how it goes. I'm like gonna, you don't. It, everyone doesn't get to be happy and win every single game week. So, like, you need other people to fail. That's just how it goes. I'm going to weigh in on this as well because this was super ironic. Uh, like, it, it had to be... A divine power. I know you're going to laugh, but it had to be so a divine it, power. Is it coincidence or irony, Jake? It, well, I guess, sorry, coincidence. I said irony. It's Jesus coincidence. Christ. Thanks. It's early. It's early. I haven't finished my coffee. But this is how you know Bobby Love is an arsehole. Uh, my <laughs> wife, literally about four hours after uh, Mane got injured, sent me a Twitter thing that... Mane had been asked, why do you carry around a broken iPhone? And he basically gave a description to the reporter of how, you know, this still works for me. Why would I spend money on something like this when I can spend money on putting, you know, kids into good programs and into all these schools and all that stuff. So basically it was like Mane has helped out the community. It talked about how he helped out the communities where he came from um, with like education and stuff like that and how that's more important than technology. So yeah, Bobby Love, you're a, you're an asshole for celebrating his injury. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I was also mad at Mane for getting injured. Like I personally blamed him and then I was like, right. ah, you can't do that. Like it's not his you fault. You did that on purpose. He's <laughs> like, you did that to ruin my FBL team. Uh, well, interestingly on that note, you know, obviously it's the biggest story of this week, but on that note, you know, I thought as a Salah owner and triple captain are like, you know, like this is it for me. This is my moment. I will now fly up the ranks. I will catch Jake uh, in one game week. I had it all in my head. And then Salah just pulled like a very, very typical Salah game of him this year where he's got 37 shots, uh, 456 touches in the box, an XG of 903. Uh, and he doesn't do shit in the entire match. It's just like it's it's the the exact performance that he has put forward the entire year, and what I fully have come to expect now at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. I think you'll be fine though. I think this next game, there's almost no chance that he doesn't get a return. Yeah, and that's really for me now as a non-Mane owner is like if I get one return from him uh, on the triple captain, I've won the battle uh, and it will will certainly help me out. Um, I guess the next big topic that we should probably talk about is wild cards. And it seems like from this point till like the end of the year, we'll be talking about at least at some point in the pod, um, you know, what does a wild card look like is now the time to do it. Um, And it's a tough it's a tough ask. I'm going to be completely honest, but we'll uh, we'll take a look at it today. We've got a couple of people that wrote questions about it. So Thomas says, if you were on wildcard, uh, who would be your priority and how would you structure your team? Hashtag asking for a friend. I think he's asking for himself. Classic. Yeah. Uh, FPL Geek said wildcard week for many in the Twitter community this week. Uh, good week for it. Question mark. And Native American Drake said, uh, what would your wildcard teams look like? Would you wait a week to wildcard due to uncertainties of players such as Lundstrom? Um, and he also says, 
uh, being a Brit message when you have to go get bevs, which he says are drinks. I know that one. Duh. Uh, you go to spoons. Weatherspoons, a.k.a. Heaven on Earth. I don't know what that is. I Do you, Jake? No, I have no idea what he's trying to say there. Yeah, you want some bevs, Harry Potter? Yeah, bevs and spoons. I don't know. Weatherspoons. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weatherspoons. <laughs> um, all right, so let's answer the wild card question. Let's start with, um, let's start with the second half of that. Mm-hmm. Is this a good week for it? Um, initial thoughts, Jake, on that. Well, if you have my team, I would say yes, because I went going in with one injury and now have five. Uh, um, Jesus. And and isn't Vardy is Vardy healthy? I, I don't know what's going on with him. That's the other uh, question mark on my no, team. No, it's he's. Um, they're saying Brendan said that he's eighty yeah. percent for their match so, that they have. Is that today? Right. Uh, I don't know if they have to play today. To, is it a cup a cup rematch game for them? Maybe. Yeah, I think it's the um, yeah the 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 league cup. Um, yeah, today against Aston Villa. Oh second yeah, it's leg. the Carabao because they tied that game. Yeah, I, yeah. So I mean, I'll be interested to see what he does today if he plays or if he doesn't play. But that's five injuries on top of uh, floppy hands, which I kept on my bench. Um, so that's six six guys. So, but also I do think just in general, if you don't have a lot of the same players I do, yeah, it's a good week. There's a little bit of turning of the tides um with fixtures so i think it's not a bad again it's a little bit early like you could save it for one of those you know game weeks where we're blanking or we're we have doubles it might not be a bad idea with how many of these top tiered premier league teams are are like continuing to do well in the fa cup so it might not be a bad idea to hold on to it if you don't have all those injuries but I don't think I would blame anyone for for switching up their team because there's a lot of changes and fixtures, in my opinion. Yeah, so I guess that would be my next question would be, um, like, what are those changes right now? So, like, when I look at, like, a, a fixture ticker, so Sheffield United, of course, have a, a very good run coming up, both from attacking and a defensive perspective. But as Native American Drake said, we don't know exactly what's going on with a player like Lundstrom, who's kind of been our easy in outside of, of, well, I mean, he's a defender, but outside of the other defensive assets for them. Um, Of course, Liverpool, we know, has a a really good run here of fixtures with Southampton, Norwich, um, uh, well, the West Ham games built in, Watford, Bournemouth coming up. Um, Newcastle actually has a very good fixture. Burnley have some good fixtures. Um, Brighton, after Southampton plays Liverpool, they have some very good fixtures. Um, the the only issue I have with that idea, and I've heard a lot of people saying that, that like, oh, the fixtures are turning for some teams, is more like the teams that we get to pick from in that group. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, like, don't get me wrong, Sheffield's been great this year, uh, but there's, you know, for example, not a lot of attacking assets I would go with with them. Uh, Newcastle, I'm probably pretty unlikely to touch. I mean, maybe Lascelles, we talk, or I talked about him last week on the solo pod. Burnley, about the only player that's really performed has been Wood. Um, you know, so it's a little bit tricky in that regard of, of which way you even go with your wild card. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And, and that's the harder thing. It's like, do you really want to be getting rid of Man City assets when 
you know, it, it's their fixtures are much more challenging, but it's still Man City. Um, right. So, yeah, that's that's fair. That's why I think it's kind of a, a, a call if you have some of these injuries. You know, like for me, it's like Abraham's injured, Mane's injured, Vardy's kind of 80% and hasn't been doing well. Mahrez has now got a knock, and I don't know how serious it is. But, you know, that's a lot of players on my team where if I had my wild card – course i you know blew blew it a little early uh and this has not worked classic out this jake. year classic jake um you know i think it's time i also think that you know another guy that's owned by a fair amount in the community uh Matto has kind of been disappointing of late um things like that so to me that that's what a lot of teams might have and i would consider switching it up um at this time yeah, if you've got the injuries, it's for sure the time to go. The other thing then, Jake, to consider is is just this layout of blanks and doubles that are coming up. Um, it's this year. It's a little it's a little challenging to know exactly what it's going to look like. Um, normally, we're pretty nailed down at this point. Um, the things we do know are that we will have a blank, a pretty big blank, or likely to have a big blank game week in thirty one. Uh, and that we're likely to have a blank game week. We're not exactly sure on the size of it yet in 34. And then we're likely to have a gigantic double game week in 37. Um, there's a chance that another double game week could pop up in another week. For example, 29 has been floated as a week where one or two teams could play a, a second match. Um, but, but it depends on the results of the FA and Carabao Cup as well as how teams are performing in the Champions League um, going forward. Um, what's challenging, of course, about that is without knowing exactly what's going on, it's a little hard to know what the best chip strategy is. Uh, per Ben Krillin, the double blank game week master, uh, he said, tweeted last week, and I thought this was interesting, that because al- almost all of the double game weeks this year are most likely to fall on 37, and we've got these kind of two blanks before that, he sees this year, or he has a, a higher threshold, as he said, for wildcarding early this year. He, he sees it as a, a more reasonable approach because you'll probably be able to, given the amount of time uh, between game weeks, uh, navigate those game weeks with some free transfers to make it mostly work. Um, and so for me, I'm actually considering waiting until next week now um, and getting a good, hopefully we'll have a better idea about who's maybe blanking and, and doubling. And then I'm thinking about doing a wild card next week or the week after uh, just to try to like you said jake switch some things up yeah yeah so yeah that's the update um i guess we should probably get into our game weeks quickly um you want to go first jake how are your weeks going i mean we still have tomorrow but i don't how, but how I, are you doing i will um okay i mean i guess compared to the average i'm doing okay i've dropped very slightly in overall rank still uh i think i was like seventy-eight thousand overall and now i'm seventy-nine thousand overall um but the average score currently is 16 and i have 37 <laughs> but that's with a triple captain that's you know donezo so that's a little bit sad um i I just don't want to. I don't want to talk about Jimenez because he bothers me. But you know, I had brought back Ings a couple weeks ago, and now Jimenez has gone off. Um, and then Ings got me a good old one pointer along with Fardy. And then you know, Abraham missed his fifty chances in front of net and got an assist against Arsenal. 
which kudos to them for that 2-2 draw. Had to get that in there. Um, I mean, my team just no returns except, you know, De Bruyne and Trent's uh what what did De Bruyne have like an assist and got a a clean sheet yeah and then uh, one bonus point and then uh Trent got an assist uh the only other return I got was from McCarthy uh from Southampton who got me a clean sheet no bonus points there because I don't think he even had to make a save against Crystal Palace so yeah yeah so what was your game week oh, rank uh currently two million eight hundred thousand so not great with a triple captain it's it's really yeah. disappointing and frustrating what about overall uh yeah sorry so overall the seventy nine thousand right now uh oh small red arrow are you gonna finish in the top 100k jake i mean with what just happened to my team i'm concerned that it's not gonna happen um Uh, it it depends what happens in this next game too against liverpool i mean if Salah goes off i feel like i'm gonna really drop if you know a random guy like winaldum scores and they keep it clean i think i'll be fine because i still have gomez and trent but yeah you know west ham have been pretty awful so i'm worried that Salah's gonna score a hattie and it's just gonna be game over for me uh that would be so fun for me wouldn't it (laughs) yeah i mean it's been a good run. It's been a good run. It's a good year. I, again, you know, like people say, like, what do you focus on when you're having a rough year? And this year hasn't been rough for me. I still, compared to last year, have had an overall better rank. And hopefully, I don't drop down to 200,000 overall. Um, I don't think that'll happen. So, I mean, take your positives where you get it. I've I've improved every year that I've played this game so far. Wow, Jake. We're so proud of you and your improvement. Yeah, thanks. Um uh, Okay, well, my game week's not any different than yours. Uh, The only difference, so I have 38 points to your 37. Um, You know, uh, 2.8 million, so same same thing going on for me. Same returns, basically, because we have the same team, because you copied me. Um, You have Jimenez, though, so I would say you haven't... I don't have Jimenez. No, I moved him. I moved him last week for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who did score, (laughs) um, which was good. Uh, So that's a plus. Uh, so I moved him for 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 Calvert Lewin, um, so that I could have some funds freed up to make some other moves, um, which thus far has worked out okay for me. And and unfortunately, Calvert Lewin has some really tough fixtures coming up um, in a couple game weeks. But until then, um, and and yeah, Trent with the return, McCarthy with the return, uh, Salah with nothing. That was just really frustrating to me um, to watch him play. He's he's one of the more infuriating players I think in the Prem to watch watch play um i don't know anyways so yeah the the what it just comes down to for me tomorrow is um, does or does Salah not uh capitalize on this opportunity for me um if he doesn't there's a there's a fair chance i may fly to liverpool you know mm-hmm. i've been thinking about that a little bit and uh yeah i don't know what i'll do but it's gonna be bad when i get there this is i mean this is slightly on off topic um but it'll be quick it's always amazing to me how players like Salah can get away with missing so many chances. Yeah. Um, but yet, like, Crazy. young center backs who, like, mess up and give up one goal are, like, they never see the field again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. Um, he's, uh, yeah, it's incredible to me, the number of chances he misses from in front of goal. 
Um, and maybe maybe I'm obviously feeling that way because I just want him to score, right? Maybe mm-hmm. the expected, I should probably look and see like what his conversion rate is. And um, but I just get frustrated watching him. So, anyways, uh, let me pull up the um, the Slack community team and see how the squad is doing this week. Um, okay, so Slack community team is currently on thirty four. The triple captain went on Mane this week, so obviously that's going to hurt a little bit. Um, d- did have the returns from Jimenez as well um, and Trent, so things are looking okay. I mean, un- unfortunately, if you triple captain Mane, it's just about staying alive now this week. Um, the rank didn't take too big of a hit. I mean, down to 19K, so so not great. Um, we were really hoping to catapult into the the top 10K. But that's just how it goes sometimes. Um, it's been the last couple of years, right, that in a row now that the triple captainship has failed. I talked a little bit about that on last week's pod. Um, people were asking, are we just getting too excited about this double game week and it's probably going to let us down? Um, that tends to be the case. And with the triple captain, it's, it's very challenging because it's it's just hit or miss, right? And that's how it's at least that's how it's been the last few years. I mean, I think was that Kane two years ago, Jake, or last year? That you did you triple captain? Uh, I captained Aguero, triple captain him, and he actually like got that. a goal, but then got injured and missed the second game as well. So yeah. that's two injuries in a row for me. I, I I would say that I think anyone who captained a Liverpool player this week played it safe. I think it was a good play. You know, originally I wasn't going to do it without doing any research, and the more I looked at it, the more it made sense. It's just it's just unfortunate, and it it does. Beg the question. I think I forget who asked this a few weeks ago, but they were like, "The people who win, do they do they win because they don't actually follow the herd at like big points in the season?" Um, and it makes me really feel like whenever I do my triple captain next year, it's just going to be really random player, probably on like a decent team, like a mid table team, but it might be, just be like a Jimenez on a double game week or like a uh, I don't know, like like a a Rashford or, you know, something that that's just not like the, the cookie cutter triple captain. Like Agbana, you know, against Liverpool. Yeah. Right. Like just go for it. You know, uh, you're going to do it, do it. You know, Saka or David Luiz from Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy, right. (laughs) Go Teddy over at Norwich. He bangs six goals. He TC'd him. You know, he was playing, you know, he's playing Chelsea, six goals. (laughs) And Done. you just freaking fly, right? I mean, I can't see that ever going wrong. Good move. Yeah. Good move. Do it. Um, in your defense, you said mid-table and Norwich are getting relegated. So, mm-hmm. um, All right. Well, let's, um, that's good. It's a good top half of the pod, especially for an early morning pod there. Um, you know, like quick recap for everyone. Uh, a stripper came to Jake's door, right? We had to break in, uh, break in the pod so that Jake could enjoy that. Uh, we covered Mane being hurt and how hilarious that is for those of us that don't don't own him. Um, and we talked about wild cards and how bad Jake Jake is is falling from his heavenly ranks. It's all it's all good. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we've got a lot of writing questions. Um, obviously, how, who are we going to replace Mane with? Um, what are we doing with Vardy here? Uh, Wood, Triore. 
Um, some more like kind of wild card specific questions. Uh, and then some questions about teams like Southampton and that have these, excuse me, Southampton and Sheffield United who have these fixture swings and what we should do with them. Uh, stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. We've got a good number of writing questions for this next upcoming game week. Uh, and I think the first big one, Jake, right away is this question about Mane. So Mane's out. Uh, what are we to do with him? Two point sex sounds right it writes in. Who is the most obvious replacement for Mane? Uh, is he such a team structure wrecking? Oh, it's it's a team structure wrecking injury. He says, uh, should we all just wild card uh, or take a minus eighty if we wild carded early? Uh, that's a tough question, and um, I guess I'll throw it to you, Jake. You've got Mane. You must be kind of thinking a little bit about some different directions to go. Do you do a, sw- a straight swap? Do you go lower with him and then use that money to go around? He's an expensive player. Do you just flop over to Salah? What are you thinking you want to do? Uh, to me, I feel like it's like kind of damage control now. So I, I really just think flopping over to Salah is the safe, correct thing to do. Um, you know, similar price. I'm going to have to make another move to do it, but I have a lot of other players that are injured, so it makes it easier. Um, like maybe drop Abraham down or probably Mahrez. Um, I haven't decided between which one I'm going to do and to who over there, but I think Salah makes the most sense. A lot of midfielders, honestly, around the mid table have not been performing as well of late. And like saving that money or dropping down that money, I think the only other player I'm really interested in is Aguero. But I just don't know who in that mid-table area that I, I really am interested in at this point in time. Hmm. Yeah, what about, do you have any interest in a player like Sun? See, that's the thing. I was like, that's the one player that like financially makes the most sense. Um, he finally got a goal against Norwich, but his underlying stats haven't been that great in his three games back. Uh, just one goal. I know he played against Liverpool in one of those matches, but he always screws me over. So I, I just don't really love it. Um, he also has Man City and Chelsea and Wolves in three of his next four. Yeah. And then that's also, the yeah. And also Man United mixed in there. So it's, I'm just, He's a great differential. So like he's he's on the list just for that reason. But yeah, he's um he's looking quite aggressive as well. So over his last 3 matches, uh 4.3 shots per 90. That's very high. And I know that it's a small sample, but it just goes to show that he's really getting after it. That's a ton for any player. Yeah, and it's the the problem is I, I've been looking at that, but the problem is his xG is not that great. It's like 1 1.7 over that yeah. time span which is like it's not it's not the worst in the world but like to give you an idea like guys like uh jerry d deli alley um neil mape who i know is a forward uh you know perez from leicester all those guys are ahead of him in xg over right. that time span so so son is just slinging right now huh? he's just slinging shots from wherever he can not yeah. good shots just shots yeah, the other question that I've had a little bit, Jake, from some friends and a few people online is about uh, Chris Wood 
uh, just as like a striker. So I guess let's just get into that mm-hmm. um, right now. So Two Point Sex Sounds wrote this question as, as well. Is Chris Wood from Burnley doing well enough to justify a place in the front three of your team or Jake's team? Well, everyone knows if it's good enough for my team, it's good enough for Jake's. So let's look at that. Um, Wood has had a very nice little run of of matches and performances here. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it looking like for him, Jake? How many goals he, has he scored as of late? He scored um, three goals and one assist in his last five. Um, again, he is someone I've looked at. I don't, I don't love him. Um, I wouldn't blame anyone for getting him in. I think there's better options, but. You know, we're talking about guys like Jimenez who are owned by a ton of people or Ings who are owned by a ton of people. So, again, as like a differential, you're trying to make up some ground. It's not a terrible pick. You need to do it now. Uh, he has a matchup against away – or excuse me, home Arsenal, away Southampton, home Bournemouth, away Newcastle. But then his fixtures get a little bit tougher with Spurs, Man City, back-to-back. So – think if you're gonna do it you got to do it now it's not terrible but no that that's i'm 100 percent on board with you if yeah. uh the reason you would go with him is because burnley need the results uh they need somebody to score goals for them and he's he's one of the few players on that squad that can do it um he's got a nice little run of fixtures coming up uh and so now would be the time statistically he's not very strong but that's kind of what you expect from a a you know, listless Burnley side, if I do say so myself. Um, you know, Sean Dyche eats glass and worms. So <laughs> together, that's what. If if Wilson would have wrote that question into him about the best breakfast, he'd probably be like, "Worm glass." That's what I like the most. You know, like all right, Sean, worm glass. Um, okay. The other big question, of course, is Vardy. Now, um, Brendan Rodgers has declared Vardy to be, he said, and I quote, around 80%. Um, That, for some people, will be enough to hear that he's available. They're saying that he's available for the match today at 80%. Uh, Part of me actually kind of, you know, you know, I don't like as an owner, I would probably think, I want him to not play, but I want to see him on the bench. That would be what I'd be looking for today. I don't know what you're thinking, Jake. Um, you know, if he's fit enough for the bench, he's fit enough for the match. Uh, if they're saying he's 80%, I don't really want him to play. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. But then that makes it harder. But I guess they'll have, well, he'll have a few more days rest. So, and, you know, I think he'll play. Excuse me. Um, God, our listeners are going to really hate that. But I I would probably consider, if I didn't have all these other problems, going up to Aguero for him. I just don't know if I can do that right now because if he's playing for me, I have so many other injuries that I need to deal with like Mane and Abraham who probably won't play. Yeah, then that's completely fair. I guess I'm just looking at this in a vacuum, right? Yeah. Um, Kenny asks about Abba. So a lot of people have moved uh, Vardy to Obama man. Um, and he says, would you swap out Vardy for Abba for game week 25, even at a 0.9 discount? Or should I keep the faith in Vardy? Um, and then FPL Virgin says, another good point, 
Uh, Leicester have scored the third most goals in the league. Is it safe to abandon the Leicester assets? Uh, They've had kind of a rough little run of form as well, but let's not forget, right, is kind of what he's saying. Let's not forget where where they were, right, where they've been at at points in the year. So let's start with the ABBA uh, discussion here. Um, I mean, Jake, you're the Arsenal fan, so I guess I'll let you weigh in on this first. Do you think that that's a smart move? What does it look like from like a fixture perspective? And is Aubameyang statistically strong enough that that move makes sense for you? I think that um, personally, yeah, I like the Obama man move right now because of fixture run. Um, it's hard because he's been on, you know, red card purgatory. Um, so it's one of those things that he he overall has been playing very well for them. I, you know, statistically, I like him. He's a differential. I would do it. And worst case scenario, once Vardy is a little bit more fit and his fixtures return to Norwich, Villa, Watford, Brighton, you could always just go right back to him if absolutely necessary. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, I think I think the other argument that could be made for Aubameyang is kind of like the differential argument of sorts he's down to 14 percent ownership um you know burnley newcastle everton city and then west ham brighton southampton norwich wolves I, you know it's a pretty good run of fixtures going forward here you know the downer of course jake is that arsenal kind of suck yeah they um, do they do yeah, yeah yeah so that's kind of a downer but um but playing without him definitely is hurting them right and having a player of his caliber back in their lineup will will make them better um, in his last five appearances, he's got 2.6 shots per 90, which isn't super high and expected of um, 2.4 with an actual of three goals. Um, so, you know, his expected goals per 90 is like a half goal, 0.5. That's pretty good. He, he, he gets into a lot of dangerous areas. Whenever he plays for them, he's pretty electric. Um, so, you know what? It depends a little bit. I think this question came in a little earlier. So it depends on if Vardy is available too, of course. Um, if Vardy's available, um, you know, their run of fixtures is is decent. Okay. They've got, um, I mean, Chelsea, Wolves, City are kind of rough, but then you've got Norwich, Aston Villa, Watford, Brighton, Everton. So I could see like a quick swap to Aubameyang, see how it works out. And if it doesn't, maybe going back. I know some people have been talking about that. At this point in the year, if you don't, if you're lucky enough to not have a ton of injuries, that's an okay move. Um, all right, a couple more questions here that we have to get through. Um, FBO version wrote again as well. He said, "I can't decide if Adama Traore is a good FPL pick. What do the stats say?" And yeah. then um, Dispatcher wrote in, "You have to compete with Traore in one of these disciplines to save your life. Which one do you choose, and why?" The choices are sprint or arm wrestle. Um, and I think we should obviously tackle like kind of the more important question first, and then we can get to the silly one later. Um, and that's Jake. Would you rather sprint or arm wrestle against Triore if you had to do that to save your life? I, I mean, I'm going to be dead. So I guess I would sprint. Yeah, you are really fast. <laughs> I would probably. I just... can't even say that without laughing. <laughs> oh my god, you're so slow. <laughs> well, here's here's my here's my thoughts. So, okay, here, if here you're in a sprint, if you yep. immediately fall and mm-hmm. trip him, you might have a chance if that's allowed. 
That's what I would say. There's no way you're going to beat him in an arm wrestle. You can't. I, even if I cheated, I wouldn't win that. So that's what you probably that's wouldn't. My you wouldn't beat him with an arm wrestle. Like if in your other hand you had a knife and yeah. you were like stabbing, stabbing him in the him. thigh. Wow. Yeah. Like he'd be like, "I've got so much muscle that doesn't even hurt." Yeah. It's just. So. Um, uh, yeah, I think you got to go with a sprint and just hope that he pulls a hamstring. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the only, right? That's the only. Can you imagine, though, that like, his jog is like our full sprint, right? Can yes. you imagine that? It's yes. so great. Uh, it's so fun to know that we're so insignificant. Um, the question from FPL Virgin, is he a good FPL pick? What do the stats say? Um, is a bit more nuanced than that. Uh, if we look at Triore over the last, let's just say, five games, for example, his last five appearances, um, he actually is only averaging um, just under one shot per 90. So he's not, he doesn't produce a lot for them. Um, he also averages almost two key passes per 90, which is very good. And given the position that he plays as a winger, it's what we would expect. Um, but his expected goals over the last five matches is 0.15. Can you believe that? 0.15. I, I kind of can. Uh, honestly, he's he's gotten the returns with the assists, so he's done everything that you wanted over the last two game weeks, especially with Liverpool. But I'm just not a big fan of him. I mean, I get his price makes him kind of interesting, but he's a stay away still for me, I guess. Yeah, his, his expected goals per 90 on the season – is 0.09. Uh, he has four goals, which he's, he's, you know, he's exceeding his expected goals uh, by a decent amount, a little over two. But um, yeah, you know, some people sometimes make that argument like they'll say, well, good players outperform their expected goals. And I'm like, okay, well, some of them do, but not all of them do. So stop saying that. Uh, and he's a player that, doesn't necessarily fall into like the high high tier finisher category for me either right so he's not gonna he's not gonna outperform that continue to outperform that um long term and i I just don't see it he doesn't do enough for me um he's a fun player to watch i'll say that right like guys just bounce off him and he sprints around players and he's constantly trying to take guys on the dribble even when he probably shouldn't um but but um yeah I, i don't think so it's a no for me um neil wrote in uh, and this is kind of a combination of some of the other questions i guess i probably could have slid them together but he said i finally pulled the wild card trigger and sold Mane and vardy and kelly among others was gonna wait but Grealish was uh going up a second time and those others were going down between that unknown length of injuries i felt i had to do it and was able to strengthen the squad thoughts on that in short i was losing value in sev- several players who were also iffy due to injuries and players I wanted like Traore, Grealish, and Jimenez kept rising. Damn those early buyers. Um, so I guess, you know, a quick thing to talk about, Jake, for Neil is like this thought of like rises and sell and drops in price right now. And should that, right, should that influence maybe our wild card at this point in the year? I um, just, you know, my, I don't have anything to back this up, Neil and everyone else um but my approach at this point in the year has been to kind of disregard value at this point i know that maybe that's a dumb thing to say because if you completely disregard value then you can't make the moves that you were hoping to be able to make and i get that 
Uh, but at, at on the other hand, um, you know, like I try not to think about it. The issue more for Neil, it seems to be the injuries and not knowing exactly who's playing and who's not playing. So he just made a move. He made an executive decision to go forward on it. And I agree with that. Um, but I don't necessarily like agree with the reason for me doing this is because I don't want to lose value. Um, I don't know what you think about that. I kind of also agree. It's kind of the end of the year. So if it means you can't make the move and those are the players you want, do it. But otherwise, I would stay away. Uh, FPL Drunk and should I break my rule about not getting in any Arsenal players? Um, Is Aubameyang worth looking at or should I go with someone like Jimenez? So the Aubameyang versus Jimenez argument, that's an interesting one. I guess I could have put that with Aubameyang as well. I did a bad job organizing things today. Uh, what do you think about that, though, Jake? Jimenez versus Aubameyang. I mean, Jimenez, more shots per 90, um, more key passes per 90. Um, I don't know who has the higher expected goals. Uh, they're the same. Same expected goals. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Will Aubameyang be on penalties for them? No. Yeah, he right? should be. He's usually he on pens. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know. That's kind of the same. I, I just think, yeah, I think Jimenez is probably the the better just due to the cost. I I just I like Aubameyang, but like like you said, it's Arsenal's the problem. He's had two goals twice this year, uh, or or two returns, I should say, three times. It's been against Watford when they were terrible, West Ham when they were terrible, and then Norwich, who's been terrible. So yeah, when he plays against bad competition, he tends to get returns. He has some good fixtures in there coming up, uh, so it's not wrong to get him in. But I just, at 10.7, I just want to pay the extra 1.3 to get Aguero in personally. Even yeah, with, that's what I think. Even with the tougher fixtures, I just think Aguero is phenomenal and more likely not to blank and more likely to get double returns. So you're going to also be captaining him. He's also only owned by 22%, so he's still kind of a differential. The concern with Aguero is the rotation. Yeah, which sucks. Uh, yeah, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. That makes it really hard. There's certainly buts, I'll tell you that Certain- much. My cat's really angry. He's caught himself on our my my phone cord. It's really good. So, Well, are you going to liberate him or no? I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He's- Woodford, you're just going to have to die there. Yeah, he's just going to have to die. Uh, poor Woodford. Uh, Oakwell, <coughs> excuse me, Oakwell wrote in, can we trust Sheffield United and Southampton during their upcoming easy run of games? Uh, I did allude to this a little bit earlier in the podcast. Uh, Sheffield have Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, uh, Brighton, Villa, and Norwich uh, coming up. And then Southampton have a very good run of games as well. They do face Liverpool on the weekend, but then Burnley, Villa, West Ham, Newcastle coming up after that. I would say that in terms of both attacking and defensive, um, you know, options, they they both have arguably one of the best runs of fixtures uh, in in the the league right now. Um, can we trust them, Jake? Yeah, I think you can trust them. I just think you need to take into account that they don't really have that many viable options. So for me, I think Sheffield double defense is viable. I think you could go with Henderson and Lundstrom or two defenders if you wanted. And then I think for Southampton, you can go for a guy like Ings and maybe one defender, maybe. And that's all you need. And and that's all you, you should do with them, even with their good 
run of fixtures. I, I, the only attacking asset that is interesting to me for Sheffield is Flack at five, uh, just because he's so cheap. If it fits your team, you know, like Cantwell might be injured for me. Like if I was in a vacuum, would I switch those players right now? Probably. But, yeah, that's yeah. that's reasonable. I mean, what's kind of interesting is if we go if if we filter our expected goals against from the uh, basically mid to late December until now. So over the last month, essentially, uh, Southampton actually rank third in the league in expected goals against. Uh, so they're doing quite well. Uh, Sheffield are ranked pretty close to the bottom actually in terms of expected goals against. Um, and have also outperformed that by a little bit. Um, but, you know, I think that they're both fine picks, and I think especially given the fixtures, uh, I'd have to agree with you, Jake. It, it it really just comes down to that there's only a handful of options to actually pick from the team, but um, those options are pretty affordable and pretty reasonable and often swappable with current players that you have. So I think, yes, I would go with them. If I was on a wild card right now, I'd be looking at probably – a an option from each team um, to kind of free some funds up and have some cheaper players um, in my squad. Uh, let's see. FPL drunk wrote in after a stinker of a game week from most of my players. Uh, am I better off just holding these guys as they are quality players and are likely to come good again soon or just rip up my team via the wild card? I find that usually after a very poor game week, the following game week will swing the other way and will be very good if I save my transfers or is this just flawed logic? Uh, there's something to be said for it, right, Jake? Uh, if you look, so one thing I encourage managers to do at some point is go and look at your game week history. If we asked Jake to try to do that right now, he wouldn't know how to do it. He doesn't know where his game week history is. Where's uh, that? But yeah, nailed it. Uh, but often, if you if you look at your game week history, like, and this isn't this isn't flawless by any means, right? Drunk already said that about flawless logic. But if you look and you see that your team had like a really big or very bad game week, often. Uh, one of the subsequent game weeks after that, like the next game week or two game weeks after, it tends to flop almost completely in the other direction. It goes completely the other way. Um, I don't have stats or data to back that up. And so it's it's just, it might be a misnomer of some point of, of some kind. I, I'm just throwing this out there. But I tend to kind of agree with Drunk. Um, I try to make moves that will help. Uh, I would try to make a move with your transfers that will help clear up some of these injury issues that are a lot a lot of people are dealing with um or maybe move a player that um is has fallen out of favor within the squad but uh, yeah i don't know like if you really feel like your team was that bad this game week i think there's a honest chance that it could come back in the next game week or two i don't know i'm just throwing that out there yeah no i agree yeah. uh two point uh wrote in uh, which is the single biggest problem in your team and the single biggest problem in Jake's team and how are you going to fix them? It's a hard question for both of us because Jake has a lot of problems at the moment. Jake, I'll start. Uh, my biggest problem is the Vardy situation. Uh, and I think that I'm probably just going to go to Aguero. I know that he doesn't have a great run of fixtures, but I need some sort of differential player that I can captain and can bang some goals for me. It's a risk at this point in the year, 
um, because Aguero's going to get back into Champions League and the league is basically lost and he might get rotated. And if he does, I can always dump him uh, and go back to Vardy or go in another direction. But I need to do something different to try to mix my team up a little bit. I can't have the same team as Jake for the rest of the year. Uh, Jake, what is your biggest issue? I know you have a handful of them, and what do you plan to do to fix it? Well, just in general, I would say the injuries. So that means Mane, Abraham, uh, Mahrez in general, and then, you know, kind of Vardy. So I'm thinking of taking a minus four. I do have two frees, and I'm thinking of trying to find a way to get to Salah and possibly Aguero. I just don't think it's going to be feasible because I'd have to drop you know Maharaj to like a basement dweller so it it then makes me feel it makes me feel like I'm gonna have to do like a two-week thing and then the next week move Vardy up to Aguero you know next week and that's kind of like a two my two-week game plan to bring in Salah and Aguero and I don't know who the other players are gonna be just yet Hmm. all right good problem solved with your two free transfers Jake like even though you have a handful of injuries, you can you can sidestep a lot of this. You know what I mean? Like you, if you didn't have two free transfers, this would be a huge problem. But two frees and a and a minus four, and like you'll be okay. Yeah, and it, it just the problem is is it just makes me have to deal with that, like you said, rather than dealing with like the Vardy thing or like <laughs> I I really want Matto off my team. He's just not been very good of late and he's fine but like there's other things that i was hoping to do and it's not now not going to be able to get done sad sad face sad face um all right who are you captaining this next game week yeah, that's a great question <laughs> i think Salah against yeah. southampton would be fine even though he's so annoying of a player especially with mane out Salah can just be full evil selfish self that he always is there's not a lot of other players i like really there's almost no one i like when more i look at it here yeah i think you could do a bombing if you wanted but again he tends to be a one return player so that's a little bit risky um so yeah i I would say sala and then it's gonna be kind of you know luck for everything else yeah um Okay, so we've got a couple random questions, but I'll say this thing that we always do. Follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, or at DiveFPL.com. You can download our podcast, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, basically all the big podcast apps because we big time. Uh, Random questions, Jake. Emma writes in, can you and Jake dance, and how would you describe each other's signature dance floor moves? I would describe Jake's as broken black swan ballerina. Hmm. So I'd describe Jake's. Jake, how would you describe mine? Uh, gangster shuffle. Sure. I was going to say ghost of Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's good too. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> uh, FPL Sexy says, ask Jake. What fucking snake caused the Chinese virus and how do we humanely kill all people and animals involved? Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, I honestly don't know about the animal. I haven't read that yet. I've read a little bit about it, but uh, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't kill the animals. <clears throat> Unfortunately, a Just lot the of people. Well, the people, yeah, I guess if they're no, I'm kidding. Uh, I think unfortunately, a lot of this just comes from overpopulation and not safe practices with, you know, animals, and that's the problem. Unfortunately, and that's this is what viruses do. But you know, the good news is that so far this virus doesn't tend to have a really high high mortality rate. It's more of like affecting older people that aren't as healthy. So yeah, all right. There, public service announcement yeah. to end the pod. Um, anything else to add, Jake? Or are we done with this pod? Uh, I think we're done. I need to figure out what to do with my mess of a team. Yeah, I have to go to work. <laughs> I have like a fucking job. I got up so early to do this pod. I was thinking when I, my alarm went off this morning because I had to like make the sheet for it. I was thinking like, is this is this real life right now that I'm getting up like before I normally would so that I can make a pod about a fantasy game? Oh my God. My life is really falling apart here. Yes, it is. All right, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. All right, let's stop recording. Three, two, one, stop.